The Word of God produces faith. Confidence in God's Word produces maturity. Join Gloria and Kelly Copeland today as they encourage you to eagerly pursue love, which is the Word, who is Christ. Now here's Gloria. We're talking about walking in love today. And that is, everything works by love. Your faith works by love. Your, so your receiving works by love. Now we're going to read, Kelly and I going to read some scriptures about love. In uh, 1 Corinthians 13, and I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible. It says, uh, if, I, if I have prophetic powers, this is 13.2. It also, well, let me just start with one. If I can speak in the tongues of men and even of angels and have not love, uh, that reasoning, intentional, pure uh, spiritual devotion, such as is inspired by God's love for us and in us. If I have all that, I am only, a, and I don't have love, I'm only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose and understand the secret truths and mysteries and, and uh, possess all knowledge, and if I have sufficient faith so that I can move mountains, and have not love, I am nothing, a useless nobody. If I give everything I have away, verse 3, if I dole out all that I have to the poor in providing food, and if I surrender my body to be burned, or in order that I may glory and have not love, God's love in me, I gain nothing. Now here's what love is, love does. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Now, if you want to know if you have love, this is, you, you look at this and you'll know. Love is never envious nor boils over with jealousy. It's not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. Love is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, now this is the amplified version, does not insist on its own right or its own ways. It is not self-seeking. It is not, oh, everybody that's married, listen to this. <laughs> or if you plan to get married, it is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it, pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Is that easy to get hold of? It's easy to get hold of, but it's not easy to do. Not touchy, fretful, or resentful. Pays no attention. If somebody does you wrong, forgive them. Yeah, but they did me wrong. Well, they'll still be doing you wrong if you don't forgive them because you'll be opening the door to the devil and bad things. Uh, it takes no account of the evil done to it. Pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Somebody does you wrong, and you forgive them, then you're good. You're free. But if somebody does you wrong and you begin to resent and you begin to, you know, hold it against somebody, now you're opening the door to the devil. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person's. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances. It Love endures everything without weakening. Verse 8 says, love never fails. You know, those three words will keep you out of a lot of trouble. I mean, you might get mad at somebody and want to retaliate, 
And remember this verse, love never fails. If I walk in love in this situation, I'll not fail. But now if I jump in and I get in strife and unforgiveness, I can't be in love at the same time. And failure is a sure thing. Love never fails, never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. Prophecy, the divine, of divine will and purpose, it will be fulfilled and pass away. Tongues, they will be destroyed and cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away and lose its value for our knowledge is incomplete and imperfect. This is the Amplified Bible. And our prophecy is fragmentary or incomplete. Love never fails. And then it comes down several verses and says, and so faith, and it says faith works by love. And so faith, hope, and love abide. Conviction and belief respecting your relation to God and divine things. Hope, joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation. Love, true affection for God and man growing out of God's love for us and in us. These three, but the greatest of these is love. This is, that was uh, 2 Corinthians 13. Now the first verse of 14 says, eagerly, here's what we should be doing, eagerly pursue and seek to acquire this love. Make it your aim, your great quest. That's how important love mm -hmm. is, that you walk in love. Faith works by love. If you don't have love, your faith's not going to work. And if you don't have faith, you're in trouble. So love never fails. Make it your aim and your great quest. Earnestly desire and cultivate the spiritual endowments or the gifts of the Spirit. And... Uh, that you may prophesy, interpret the divine will, and so on. But love never fails. It's the mo and faith works by love. Those two things should give you a great desire to always walk in love. What if somebody does you wrong? Remember that love never fails. Remember what the Bible says about walking in love and how our faith works by love. And just forgive whether you want to or not. It's a matter of your will. I will forgive. I forgive that person in Jesus' name. And what happens? I go free. What happens to that person? Well, I don't know what happens to him, but I get to go free when I forgive. Amen, Kelly? Amen. And it, it, is, a, it is a matter of your will. But, you know, somebody without Jesus in their heart can will all day long to love, and they don't have anything to do it with. But somebody with Jesus... All you do is choose. You don't have to do the work of love. Love is in you. You just, it's a, you, a, you choose his yes, presence. That's right. it's you a know choice. what? I, I had this thought too, Mom, as you were reading. This is my experience in, in the things of God. And it backs up with the scripture so I can use it as a good example. But per, uh, as I... It, it, it's kind of, it goes both ways, I think. But as I, as I walk in love, you can't walk in love with God's love without having a deeper understanding of his love for you. That's true. When you have a deeper understanding of his love for you, you'll walk in love more. So really getting in his presence, you could struggle to walk in love first or you could get 
put yourself in his presence. If you have issues about walking in love, make a decision to get just in his presence. It says here, um, this is interesting in the, in the Passion Translation, it says, he begins to say, you know, he talks about being a child. When I was a child, I spoke about childish matters. I saw things like a child and reasoned like a child. But the day came when I matured and I set away my childish ways. What's he saying here? Well, love is, is a mature way of being. For now we see but a faint reflection of riddles and mysteries as though reflecting in a mirror. It's like a puzzle. When you first get born again, all these things, it's like, okay, walk in love, what does that mean? Okay, dude, I don't understand all this, but you begin to learn. That's what we're here for is to help you to learn. We give you our products for free to help you to learn because it be, as you get in the Word and you get in His presence, you begin to put these pieces of the puzzle begin to fall into place and you end up realizing love is everything. Oh, wait, of course it's everything. Love is God. Oh, wait, that's in me. Wait, I can live life like that. I mean, it is an understanding that gets, uh, it's like a mirror that begins to get clear or as you begin to learn about God's ways and His love and what's in you is the fruit of the Spirit, it's like a, a, a louvered shutter on a window, like a big plantation shutter where you, as you raise the shutter, mm -hmm. more light, more light, more light comes in and you can begin to see what's on the other side of the shutter. That's the way the love of God is, as you begin to operate in these things. Mm -hmm. And it says, one day we'll see face to face. Well, that word face to face, that's actually expresses really what Mary did sitting at his feet. She put her face on his. That could be translated to be in his presence um, face to face. So as you put yourself there, you begin to understand. It says, my understanding is incomplete now, but one day I'll understand everything. Yes, Just as everything about me has already been understood. God understands everything about you. It did not put him off. <laughs> he knows all about you, yet he loves you. And as you begin to walk in his presence and in his love, you'll begin to know his love more. And as you know his love more, you'll be able to walk in it easier. It just, it, it, one is birthed out of the other. But to try to have the results without the relationship is just asking to do it in your flesh. And it's just so much harder. Everything we do in our flesh is hard. I mean, I think I love what Rick Renner defined the word flesh. And when you look in his sparkling gems uh, on his website, that he said the word flesh, produ the flesh produces works. That word implies hard work, hard labor, um, filled with excess, imbalance, unhealthy, extreme, laziness, self-abuse, hatred, strife, bitterness, irresponsibility, neglect. That's what your life is dominated if you're about the works. But when you get a, it says it's the hardest route for any individual, but yet your flesh cries out to be in charge, but you have to put him in charge and put what's in you in charge of your life and in charge of your responses. Well, that's so easy to do when you spend the time with him. Amen. When you That's spend the right. time with him. I had some things, mom. Um, let me look. Uh, Philippians, I'm going back to the, and let's look in Philippians 4. Did you have something else you wanted to Go say ahead. right here? Um, jump in at any time, woman of wisdom and fruit. 
Um, Philippians 3, let's see, Philippians 3.20. Let me see if that's where I wanted to start. Um, yes, this ties in right here. It says, but our passions are set on the heavenly realm. So we've really talking a lot about where you put your focus on the difficulty or on what's inside you. But I love this and it says that that word, our passion, that he's used here, passions, but he said it literally means our business or our labor. Hmm. My business, we are on kingdom business. My business is to focus on the kingdom, Amen. focus on Jesus. Our passions are set on the heavenly realm. My business is in the heavenly realm. That's where I do business. I have a need, I do business there. Yeah. As we cling tightly to our life giver, the Lord Jesus Christ, the transformation of his body took place at his resurrection. So our bodies would share in the same power, transfiguring or changing us into the identical likeness of his glorified body. Well, that's our outside body. But this says, and by his matchless power, he continually subdues all that is within us to himself. We're not out here working on the farm by ourselves. He's in here harvesting, constantly talking. Now, the more you tune your voice in, the quicker your harvest is going to come, the quicker you're going to change, the quicker you transform into his image. But he's continually subduing all that is in us to himself. Isn't that good? Because yeah. he's in there and that's what he's doing. That's what the fruit of the spirit are working. They're talking to you. Um, now, Philippians 4 talks about, uh, there's an example here. I think I'm going to talk about that next week. It's an example that he places here of someone's conflict being resolved by what's inside them. So he tells that. Um, but then it says, he says, be cheerful. This is Philippians 4, 4. Be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Don't, no matter what occurs, choose joy. Let joy overflow. How or why can you do that? For you are united with the anointed one. You're united with the joy giver. So go there. Don't go to the hard time as your focus. Go to the united one. Let gentleness be seen in every relationship. So this is an expression of what we've been talking here. The spirit. Let gentleness be seen in every relationship. That's fruit to be seen. For the Lord is ever near. This thing that I found in here, I've never quite thought about it this way in Philippians 4. I've read it, but I don't know, just in the way we're talking about oneness equals fruit. This is a process for fruit. This is a process for the fruit of the Spirit to develop. And I've been talking about oneness. This is really a process for oneness with Jesus. We talked about, mom, you've done these things so much in your life with prayer, with um, spending time in the word, with thinking that your mind is on the Lord all day long. You're in communion with him all day long. You pray. When you have a problem, you don't talk about the problem. You don't get involved in the problem. You get involved in those answers. You go to him immediately. You've developed That's that right. in your life. So the fruit of the spirit are working in that way. So here's our process right. for being one you? with Jesus, thereby equaling fruit. Philippians 4, 6. 
Well, he says, let gentleness be seen in every relationship for our Lord is ever near. He's there. So we can do this. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. That's the work of the flesh. Here's our process. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day. You know what helped me with that? You know, you hear pray without ceasing. Um, how could you do that? I mean, you got to go about your life. You got to talk to other people. I, the Lord put that to me. You know, prayer is not a one-sided conversation from you. Prayer is communication with God. And you'll get smarter if you let him do most of the talking. Really? <laughs> but Listen. prayer is also hearing from him. Prayer is two ways. And you can be in, I was thinking about a trip. You know, you can go on a long trip. If you go on a long trip with a friend, and you'll talk, 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 maybe for an hour. When we leave here, we go on a, the, the most trips I've ever made from Fort Worth, Texas is to go to our place in Arkansas, which I'd love. I'd drive there and I'd take the kids or I'd go with friends and we'd talk, talk, talk till you get to the other side of Dallas. And by about an hour and a half of talking, you're like, talked out. But you're in the car together. If someone says something, you're right there in the conversation. So even though nothing's being said, you're in a conversation still with them. It's yeah. just nothing's being said at that moment. If you live your life with God like that, any moment he speaks, you're ready to hear. Any moment something comes Listen. up or you observe something, you're ready to talk to him because you know you're in converse, communion together. I really think that's not all prayer is. Prayer is taking something to God and praying it out and all that. It is that too. But... To be prayerful all day is just to be in communication with him. Listening. It's, yes. You can't be in real prayer without talking and listening. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. This is not just, God, I need this. Thank you very much. That's not real prayer. Real prayer is, Lord, did you see what they just did to me? What do I do? Here comes an answer. Did you, what do I do about this, Lord? That hurt. It's okay to say that to the Lord. He knows it hurt. But when you say it, you can say, that hurt. And then you just go off about that person. You're not talking to the Lord about that to get an answer from him. But when you say, Lord, that, that hurt, talk to me. He'll minister back to you. That is, you commune with him that way. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through, Christ Jesus, through Jesus Christ. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real and honorable and admirable, beautiful, respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. What are, those are the fruit of the Spirit the fruit of what's inside you. Fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Follow the example of all we've imparted to you and the God of peace will be with you in Praise all things. God. Isn't that a great description of our process to walk with these things and forgive. Forgive, all these things come up. against anybody, that's the key, a key. Because love is the bottom line. Faith works by love. We've already said it once, but... If you aren't forgiving, you're not in that position to, to receive. If you're holding resentment, you're not walking in love. Faith walks by love. 
Yeah, but they did something awful to me. Well, if you, they're still doing something awful to you as long as you hold unforgiveness, but they can't keep you in unforgiveness. That's up to you. You forgive if you have anything against anybody. And is it fun? Not always. You don't want to give it up, but is it, you need to, if you want things to go well with you, walk in love. But I've watched you do that, Mom. I've watched you forgive people in hard places my whole life. And you don't even think of a thing about it. I think sometimes I've said this to her too, like, Mom, you're such a forgiver when people have hurt you. And then she looks at you like, who hurt me? I don't know. Who Did somebody hurt me? Because <laughs> you right. so, That's but yet, you I have watched people hurt you over the years or try to. And the more you get so in depth in, in your presence <laughs> with him and so in depth in your time with him, you just don't even notice it. Forgive. And yeah, I've watched her. I've watched her, even when someone, this person had difficulty with this person, I've watched her love both of them. You've been a really good example to me of just to love two people, even in, and not even take sides, but just Praise to thank God. the best, even if one person really was a jerk, just to think about <laughs> the best of that person and to pull on the best of that person and to try to be there the best you can. You can't always be there for people. Yeah. But, you know, ultimately it's a seed sown into their life and maybe they'll turn to Jesus. Maybe they won't. You can't control that. But you can be the fullest expression of Jesus in their life. I've watched you do that my whole life. Mm. And it's developed you into this strong, strong woman of God that you aren't, you're not even available to be hurt or offended. I forgive. I know, you don't even think about That's it what anymore. The Bible says, forgive. Think about just this one thing, how powerful it is. We've already talked about it, but forgive if you have aught against any. If you have anything against anybody, the Bible says forgive. Now, there's no option in that. I mean, it, it, if you don't do that, you're going to be out of the will of God. And if you're struggling with it, that tells you 100% that you're not in it with Jesus enough. Because if you're struggling with forgiveness, just get into Him. He's the big forgiver. The Lord is trying to get you free. Amen. And you take it. Kelly and I'll be right back. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.